You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about the importance of renewing your mind, making it new. It's a process that God has given to us. God did not give you a brand new mind when you were saved. He gave you a brand new spirit. The spirit being the deepest part of you is where he affected the most amazing change. That change is affected in your mind on a gradual basis. It's something that we do all the time. It is a process. We have tools to use to get that done. You do something with your mind. Here's what Isaiah 55 tells us to do. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. So we have to learn to make his ways our ways. And it happens when we think his thoughts. Now listen to what Isaiah said in verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Now, God's thoughts are all that ours are and more besides. A lot of people read this and they read it wrong and their conceptualization of this is wrong. They see God as opposite from them, and that's not the case. What God is saying here is I supersede you. In other words, I go as high as you do, but I go way higher than that instead. That's what it means. In other words, you do not learn how God is by thinking that he is opposite of you in everything. Because even in us who do not know the Lord at times, there are good things, things that we do that uh, reflect the character and nature of God. Only he goes far beyond that. Listen to Psalm 103, 13 and 14. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. In other words, God understands the human condition, but he doesn't say there is absolutely nothing in you that's decent or good. No, God sees something that is redeemable. God sent Jesus to people who were not all they should have been, but he saw something redeemable in them. And that's what he came to do. He came to die for sinners. But that doesn't mean that every single act of a sinner is totally wicked. There are times when a sinner is halfway decent. And I want to show this to you in the book of Luke chapter 11. Now the reason I'm making a point about this is, is this. There are a lot of people who will say lose a child in some dreadful accident or horrible tragedy. And it's opposite of what they would think God would do. And they think, well, I wouldn't do that to my child, but, but God's ways are higher than my ways. No, 
I got to tell you, there are times when we suffer tragedy. It wasn't God at work at all. It was the the enemy. It was the devil who did something to steal, kill, or destroy. If you don't understand that, you will wind up in ignorance giving credit to God for something that God did not do. And that's the reason I'm making such a big point about this today. God is not evil. He does not use evil, does not have to use evil. Sometimes we open a door to evil either by direct disobedience or by ignorance and we don't know something. That's why it's important to walk in the knowledge and the light that we have. Now, let me read to you from Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, and I want to show you this concept. Luke 11, verse 9, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. In other words, Jesus is saying that people who are hungry, who want more of God, are going to find Him. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. That's all positive. Verse 11, if a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? So he said any father, meaning a father who is not necessarily a good man, will he give him a stone? Well, the answer is implied, no. Or if he asks for a fish. Will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Well, the answer to that isn't implied. No, absolutely not. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Does he try to deceive? Because a scorpion could roll up in a little ball and appear like an eggshell. Would a father give one of his children a scorpion in the place of an egg? The, the answer isn't obvious. No, God does not do that. Then he says this in verse 13, very important verse. If you then, being evil, and the idea is you are capable of evil. God is not capable of evil. But if you, who are capable of doing evil, we don't do it all the time, but we are capable of it. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Jesus said that a person who can be tempted with evil is also able to give good gifts to their children. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask Him? In other words, when we come to God and we ask for good things, and the greatest of the things that we can ask for is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why in one place he says, give good things. In this passage, this parable, he tells it where it's the Holy Spirit that he gives. He is saying, I will never give you something counterfeit when you come to me asking for the real. Now here's the picture. God sees in us that even we and sinfulness are able to do good things for our children. He tells us, if you can do that, how much more can I give you good things? I can give you good things because I am better as a parent than you are. So we need to change the way we think about the goodness of God. He is not opposite of us. God is all that we are and more besides. When you think of God as being opposite, then you almost create a theology that would allow you to see God doing evil 
to you and permitting evil upon you. And yes, there are times when bad things happen, even to good people. But I would say this, it happens for one of two reasons. One is we have knowingly disobeyed somewhere, or two, we are ignorant. Hosea said this in chapter 4 and verse 6, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I want to go back. Who is the destroyer? Well, it's Satan. It's not God. So when God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, he is saying that people that I would love to see blessed are not blessed and do not always receive what they have coming to them or should have coming to them because they do not know how to receive and they do not know the benefits of their covenant. This is why Jesus said, ask and you will receive. James said, you have not because you ask not. See, there are a lot of people who don't dare ask anything good of God because they don't think it's going to do any good. We need to learn to ask. It's not just something we do only in a, in a desperate situation. And unfortunately, that's the way a lot of people pray about the only time they really ever ask God anything is when they are in a desperate situation, and it shouldn't be that way. I ask God all the time, even for little things. And I hear people say, oh, you don't ask God for little things like that. God doesn't care what kind of a car you drive. God wants you to be taken care of. If you need transportation, he's interested in your car. When you say he doesn't care about that thing, you know what it tells me? It tells me that you do not believe in the omniscience and the omnipotence of God. See, my father can deal with me in little things because he is omniscient. It doesn't take anything away from him to answer my little detailed prayer because my father can do whatever he needs to do in this great world with all of its problems and yet at the same time answer the smallest cry because he is omniscient. He is not only omniscient, but he is omnipotent. That means he can move in a great way on the world stage. He can affect governments and people and nature. But at the same time, he can hearken to the smallest desires. That's why the scripture says openly, numbers of places, not just in one place, that if you commit your way to the Lord, he will bring it to pass. If you delight yourself in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. You can read that in Psalm 37. God wants to show you his goodness. So he is everything that we are in goodness and more besides. And that is how he is higher. His ways are higher than our ways. So the best thing you've ever done, God matches that, but he even goes further. That's how good God is. We're done with this. We'll pick up here after the weekend. See you then. 
I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.